Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're great. I'm broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. So, remember the last couple weeks we've heard that nobody wants to be on hard knocks. And one of the teams that's eligible on hard knocks is the New York Jets. And reports are the Jets are going to be the team on hard knocks. And it's interesting. The Jets like, we're not really interested in drama and attention. It, it reminds me, and I don't watch these shows often. Okay. I think, Jay Stu, are you a big Real Housewives guy? I'm not a big Real Housewives guy, but I will say this. Um, I, I caught the first two or three seasons of New Jersey, and that was some compelling stuff. Like, I was, I was uh, almost moved to, like, catch all of them and then i i stop myself before before going insane i'm a bachelor guy i, I my bachelor's my show okay well bachelor's a perfect example as well because i've watched a ton of bachelors and bachelorettes and generally the ones that say i don't want drama or i'm not about that drama what is the what is it, what what tends to happen with any contestant that says no to drama uh the drama comes and i'll give you a, a caveat to that on the on the Bachelor, they always they always are like when they get rid of the villain that week, they're like, oh, now we could just live drama free in the house. Yes. And you think, no, no, the producers' jobs are to make sure that doesn't happen. So good <laughs> luck with that, right? Right. But the Jets are like, oh, we don't want we don't want attention. You're the Jets. Everything you do is for attention. 
Yeah, granted, I I understand the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, I would bring in Aaron Rodgers too. But you're the Jets. This is who you are. Lean into who you are. Don't push away from it. No, we don't. We don't want the attention. What are you telling me? You don't want the attention of it. Of course you do. The Jets saying they didn't want hard knocks is the Bachelor or Bachelorette contestant saying, I don't want drama. I just, then why did you come on a show where 15 dudes live in the same house didn't date, trying to date the same chick? What did you, one guy's got a guitar. And he's got like 15 songs. He's trying to get some picked up, <laughs> right? Another dude's got some product. He wants Mark Cuban to get him on Shark Tank. Another dude's got, looks like hair replacement. He wants to be that guy. And then there's a couple guys that clearly want to be actors. Two other dudes, they don't want to win, but they want to be the next Bachelor. Everybody's got an angle. It's a show built around drama. The Jets are that show built around drama. Like, nah, we don't want that attention. We don't want that attention. The other part to the hard knocks thing is it may be a pain in the ass because there's cameras everywhere. But has any team walked out of there less popular than they were when they walked in? They have not, correct? No. They're always popular when they come out of that. Correct. Correct. Maybe it's the idea that you you don't want more attention, which brings more expectations, and that makes it harder. Maybe. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing in any way. I just don't. The way Robert Sala mugged for the cameras when he was a defensive coordinator, like he was just always that animated guy. Then it would lead to the lazy commentary that he just he just that's how much he wants it. Um, you'd think that a guy that mugs for the cameras on the sidelines like that as a, a defensive coordinator would embrace a show like Hard Knocks. It's, he's a good-looking dude. Good-looking dude, well-spoken, smart, yeah. funny. He's got Aaron Rodgers. In shape. Like, so, um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole thing kind of made sense. What's the downside? What am I missing? Why, why, why do teams at least pretend to not want to be on it? Well, I mean, I think that... Um, what Sala was getting to a couple weeks ago, he just he doesn't want um, any focus other than on football. So if you're um, you know making decisions to meet with producers for a one-on-one interview for Hard Knocks or to go back to your place to take pictures of your wife and and how your your family is, that's not football. So anything that isn't football is a distraction. I think that would be their their message. Oh, I, I understand. I understand that being his message. I don't understand that being a reality. Doug, do you think that Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> has anything to do with it? Maybe of Aaron course. said to him, hey, oh. I don't really want to have this stuff. It's my first year. I, I, I don't really want this stuff in my face. We should not do this. Or do you think it would be the opposite? Like, you know, they want to protect Aaron Rodgers more in his first season there. Mm, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't want the attention or says he doesn't want the attention. But again, Aaron Rodgers is one of those, I don't want the attention. Then why do you do an appearance on McAfee every week? It's one thing to do a friend a favor, but then to do it every Tuesday means you're getting paid to do it. And you only do it if you want some sort of attention to get your message out. The people who say they don't want attention, they don't want to, it's not that they don't want attention. They don't want negative attention. They want people to fawn over them. It's a lot like in our business. People say like, yeah, you could listen, give me feedback. And then the second you tell them anything negative, you're like, whoa, a little, that's a little much. Like, well, you didn't want feedback. You wanted just positive affirmation. If, if you want positive affirmation, then say, hey, listen, can you listen to my show? And give me some positive affirmation. 
if you want feedback, sometimes it's not always positive. I th- I think that um, not that the NFL has coordinated this, but I think that the Jets being unwilling participants adds to the drama. I think that that only helps promote the show. We're sending cameras, we're sending this crew, and they don't want us here. Check this out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, then it becomes a little like paparazzi, right, where you're always kind of putting your hand up in the camera and pushing back against them. And for whatever reason, it makes it more watchable when you don't want to be on camera than when you do be on camera. There will definitely be some form of hero-making out of Aaron Rodgers, would be my guess. He will come across as in the greatest mood, the smartest guy, the best teammate. What are you going to say, Ramos? I was going to say, I, I remember the hard knocks part of the season, but wasn't there like a middle, mid-season hard knocks as well? Like, is that something new where they actually follow the team? Wasn't yep. that the Arizona Cardinals? I think it was, but I never heard of that part of the hard knocks, but it's all of a sudden like a mid-season one. Because nobody watched it, probably, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I think so, I think Cardinal fans did, and there was some good stuff in there, and it kind of told you the told, told everybody how you know Kyler Murray wasn't really respected and about how, you know— um, uh, what's the name was losing the team? You're right, and and those are being those were reports. Like in other words, we heard people that cover the sport watch the show and then report on it, but, as opposed to us just watching it and reacting to it. Remember, I, I think the Colts were the first to do it two seasons ago, mm-hmm. the first in season, and then Cardinals. I don't know if they're doing it again because you're right, nobody's watching that show. I wonder what the, why that is. I guess because we're so wrapped up in our week-to-week with our fantasy teams and our gambling and whatever else we got going on. I mean, fall is, fall is a lot of viewing, though, too, right? Like, fall, you have you have baseball at the end of the season. You got college football. You got pro football. I'm sure there's other new shows that launch. But also, here's the, here's the remember here's something to remember. Last year for Hard Knocks, Detroit, and Detroit had a good year. But the two in-season teams, Indy, coaches fired, right? Um, but they weren't fired till this this past year. Oh, no, they were, they were a dog crap team at the end of that that season they were on hard knocks. I remember that. Or maybe did they rally towards the end? Something happened, but they were pretty uh, boring. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Doug Gottlieb Show over here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios. Tired a good-looking mama. Never was Fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds. They're just the reset you need to own the day, Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. Um, every year we do this, it catches on more and more and more. I don't know if you know this, uh, uh, Jay Stu, but when I was at a previous stop, we, we did this, uh, our baseball segment was called No One Gives a Schmidt. And it was because Paul Goldschmidt was like, one of the best players in baseball and no one ever talked about Paul Goldsmith because he was in Arizona and no one gives a Schmidt about, uh, about Arizona Diamondbacks baseball. It's a good one. Right. Um, we've changed it because there are quirky things about baseball that I love and people inside baseball, when you say it to them and they really don't have, you know, an explanation for it, they just go, well, yeah, that's baseball, which is, why we call it that's baseball it's time for that's baseball all right saturday the angels los angeles angels of anaheim of los angeles of southern california orange county they scored 23 runs before the fifth inning they won the game 25 to 1 this came after they lost the rockies on friday night and then dropped the final game in the series they actually the angels outscored the rockies 33 to 9 in three games and lost the series how do you explain that? That's baseball. That's baseball. 
The defending World Series champions, Houston Astros, needed extra innings to salvage one win in the series against the Dodgers this weekend. They won 6-5 in extra innings. It marked their first extra inning win in seven tries this season. How do you explain a team that's been a perennial playoff team, won a couple World Series with deep talent, solid bullpen, being 1-7 in in extra innings? That's baseball. That's baseball. And the Reds had their 12-game winning streak snap by the Braves this weekend. It was the longest single-season win streak snap by the Braves since the team moved to Atlanta in 1966. Remember, the Braves made the playoffs, what, 14 straight years or something? Right? They won the World Series a couple years ago. How do you explain a team accomplishing something for the first time in nearly 70 years? That is baseball. That's baseball. Um, I try, I've tried to do a really good job and this weekend was a good, how much were you guys on social media this weekend? Ugh, too much. You were? (laughs) Jay Stu, what about you? Um, not as much as I usually am for whatever reason. Yeah. This weekend was only to see if there were any trades. Mm. That was really what this weekend was for. Like, are there any trades? Nope. Okay. Any trades? Nope. Okay. You know, once you get to when your feed has like people arguing, litigating Jordan versus LeBron, you're like, there's not a lot going on. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> Jordan had played in the NBA in over 20 years and LeBron James team got swept and it's the middle of the summer. If you're debating those two, I, I don't know how you think a Twitter debate is going to help you, but that's what some people think. What's fascinating to me is that, um, uh, this weekend, I was I barely checked social media, and then yesterday I was it was sunny, a slant outside. I'm like, ah, let me just figure out what's going on if anything's changed. And I saw this rant from Ice Cube, and I remembered because Ice Cube was wearing a hat or shirt that said Big Three. He's the commissioner of the Three on Three League, the Big Three. Um, it kind of got a little uncomfortable. Here was his social media post from this weekend. Put out the contract with Black America. You know they've been with me here and there, this and that. But it's cool, you know. I expect that. You know I've been working with you know on the big three for a long time, and you know how they've been with me with that. I done made it plain, simple, and clear what they've been doing. You know the NBA been with us now. A lot of people might say, like, well, but Cube, you want to work with the NBA. Really, I don't give a about working with the NBA. What I want them to do when I say work with us is to stop working against us. Stop doing that behind the scenes that we know you're doing. Mainstream media, damn with us. And that's cool. We can do it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So I guess what he's asking is why, you know, first, why does the NBA not want us to succeed? Secondly, um, why don't we cover him? And we would be considered mainstream media or the sports centers of the world. Like, this is an honest question. Monsi, do you know what the big three is? No, not even a little. I, I mean... It's okay. What? Ramos, you know what the big three is? I do, and I have a question. But I'll yeah. wait till you go through everybody if you want. No, like can, can you name Miami? a... I can't name... No, no I mean, I, I've seen it. Can you name a it. player? Uh, probably not, no. Jay Stu? 
Does Ice Cube play? No, no. <laughs> he does it. Um, no, I mean I I'm aware of it, and I know that our own Ryan Hollins I think has played in it the last couple of years. I don't know if he's in it now. It but used like, to be on Fox, and that's the only yeah. reason we used to talk about it. Right. What what he has to understand is, uh, and and I actually there are lots of people who are like, well, why does ESPN talk about the WNBA? Because they have the WNBA on their network. Right. And and if it gets one person to watch that has a ratings box all the better for everybody i actually understand that we do it at at, at fox right people are you know they, they talked about the belmont stakes but nobody cares about the belmont stakes when the kentucky derby winner didn't win the first two why they do it because because we paid a lot of money for it so if, if his pushback is well, why isn't anybody talking about this well what networks are you on you're on cbs sports network i'm sure there's promotions on cbs or cbs sports network why doesn't the NBA want to help you? Because I'm sure they see you as some form of competitor. They don't, unless they're making money. Why would I help you unless I make you're making I'm making money off of you? So I just this is one of those, and we see it in all of these sports. At this, why don't you like the the WNBA constantly calling out like why don't we get more attention? Until you can give us some form of data that shows us that people care, we won't talk about it. Just, hey, it's the same reason that we don't take phone calls. We don't talk about hockey. We don't do a ton of baseball. When people care, we'll talk about it. And, and look, we don't always hit. It's not always a home run. But in terms of volume of traffic, our job is to try and use all the data that we have previously, people who study it, and what they tell you you should probably be leading with and talking about then builds in your instincts, and then you leave with those instincts. You know, Damian Lillard is a, that's a big name. The NBA is still a big topic. More so than baseball that's right midseason. Shohei Otani having an incredible year and a contract year. I don't think it changes what his value is. I think his value is going to be higher than anybody else. But that's not really interesting to most people. I can't make people be interested in things they're not interested in. You know, a three-on-three league for has-been former NBA players. It's, It's a form of basketball that's hard to watch on TV. There's no brand association, no brand awareness with your players, especially not with their with their team names. This is I've told people this about college kids forever. It's the same with the NBA. Those brand names are important. You know, th- think of the brands that have broken through in cars or TVs. Right? They when they broke through at first, you didn't take them seriously. You had no idea why you'd go in and you'd sit there and go, that. well, there's a Sony TV and the Sony TV is $3,000. The Vizio is $500 and looks like the exact same to me. I'm going with the Sony. Why? Because we all associate quality with brands. There's no brand awareness. I love basketball. I have watched the big three on TV. It can be a tough watch because it's just such a grab-and-hold game and they're guys that you don't think are nearly at their peak. But more than anything, there is no brand awareness. I can't tell you a team, a playing style, an arena they play in, nothing. It is good, clean, fun, summer entertainment within the niche that it falls in. 
But there's no grand conspiracy that uh, I think Ice Cube believes is out there to keep the league down. It's the same reason why we always talk about how big fantasy football is, but nobody wants to hear about what my team's doing in fantasy football or what Jason's team's doing. And nobody cares. And so we don't talk about that, right? I mean, you would think you'd want to, people would want to hear that. Oh, I wonder what their team's, nobody cares what we, our personal team's doing. So we don't talk about it. And when we do, we make fun of the reason we're talking about it because nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least that's a, a topic that people genuinely care about right there's a way to talk about fantasy football you just don't talk about your own team your own team yeah right and also what does the nba get doug out of the big nothing. three nothing they even if they wanted to support them what do they get a chance that maybe one of those guys that already played in the nba might want to come back i mean <laughs> joe, joe johnson did that joe, yes joe that's the one person but everybody else is already done correct it's a weird argument it's a weird rant and, and when, I, when you say, I don't want to work with the NBA, that's saying they don't want to work with you. Yes. Right? That's what I'm saying. You would think that Ice uh, Cube, being in show business for as long as he, he has, he doesn't understand that like if your product is good, people are going to find it. If your product is good, people are going to consume it. Um, you can't blame anybody for a bad album. You can blame anyone for, uh, you know... Are we there yet? Five not doing well at the at the box office. Like, you can't force well, Friday, people Friday's to watch. A, Friday is a perfect example of it, right? Incredibly successful. I mean, all, all of his TV and movie success, whatever, is based around the fact that Friday was a gigantic hit for something that was the he wrote that was you know uh, produced and directed for a very a fraction of the normal amount that a movie would cost to make. So they made hundreds of millions of dollars on it. Right, and that move, move, movie is is proof positive that you don't need CGI, you don't need it doesn't come down to the color of your actors. If you have a good, funny, fun script or whatever, the, if it's a good movie, people will watch. I've seen Friday at least a hundred times, at least. Um, but we're I think we're also we're in that we're still in that victim culture mode, you know. Where everybody's a victim. It can't be that the big three just, this is what it is, right? It's a summer basketball league and this is about it. NBA summer league is going to be more important. And he, and he even talked about it in his rant about how like, you know, summer league used to be the thing. And, but summer league's like you watch a couple of guys play and then you move on. No, that's the difference in our, our brand loyalty. We're loyal to the brand of the NBA. We're loyal to the brand of these teams in that, even once you get deep into summer league and those are guys that aren't going to play in the NBA next year, you kind of feel much more compelled to watch it because they're wearing the NBA's logo and their team's logo. I love his entrepreneurship. I love the idea of the big three. I don't know what the complaint is over. If it's the, everybody's working against you. If they're not starting their own league and they're working against you, it's just because they don't believe they're not, there's nothing in it for them. Like the, the one tried and true thing I can tell you from business is no matter how much you want to be altruistic, you want to help others. I try and do the same. Most people at the end of the day are worrying about themselves. And a TV network, if they think they can make money on it, they will put it on TV. It's really that simple. Every, every answer for every, for every question about TV 
is because they think they can make money. Why does that game start five minutes after like 937? Because they think they help, it helps the ratings go up, which makes, gives them, makes them more money. That's it. And arguing about these invisible like barriers over your growth because of these unforeseen, it's unforeseen boys club that you're not into. Like, stop it, Ice Cube. Come on, man. I just think that's for a really bright guy who's done a, some incredible stuff. That's at least a bit disingenuous. He makes it out like he's the victim of a grand mall conspiracy to keep his league down. And that could be, couldn't be further from the case. It's almost like there's a, um, like he's probably lost a bunch of money. On his own, he's lost a bunch of his own money, I'm guessing. Yes. And then he's got all these investors now. It's almost like he has to put on this, he has to come up with something that was the reason this failed um, and put it out there as almost like a guise for his investors that are going to lose all the money too. Like this, this, you did not lose money because of the product is because something was, was, there was a force that was causing it. Well, there's a lot of things to it, right? I mean, the first thing is, and, and this is really hard for NBA players. Okay. I mean, I don't know how much money you make, but if you made a couple million dollars a year, so say you made $1.62 million, or no, $1.82 million, which is very low end salary wise, right? But let's say like your last contract was uh, 182, uh, was, uh, was uh, yeah, $182 million or whatever, or whatever equals, um, it may even 800 and. 60,000, like the league minimum is somewhere between four and a million based upon how many league years you served. So let's say your last contract was $820,000, which would be bottom of the barrel in the league, right? So that makes means you're making, what is it, $10,000 a game? My math right? Sounds right. Okay. $82,000 would be $1,000 a game. $820,000 would be $10,000 a game. So again, if you're a a fringe player in the NBA, that's your last salary. And and oh yeah, by the way, you're making eight hundred twenty thousand dollars. You're getting one hundred fifty dollars a day in per diem. You're staying at the best hotels in the world. Now you're gonna play in the big three, and you got to train all week. And maybe you're making ten thousand a week. Probably it's closer to five or six thousand dollars a week for a three on three game. And that's if you're a a lot of these guys are former stars that made a, at least a couple million dollars to even more. Like, dude, I'm not getting up out of bed to go to practice when I'm going to make, you know, $10,000, $5,000, dollars in a game. No, thanks. My body already hurts. No. So you're dealing with guys that have been overpaid most of their lives. Their bodies no longer cooperate. There's, there's no reverence towards the league. There's no connection with the NBA. It's hard. And yes, I think that's probably a really smart point that you made, Jace, too, is that some of it, I'm sure he gets angry about it. Some of it is he feels like he's losing money and they could, people could help. But I'm sure a lot of it is you got to put on the, the tough guy face for all your investors and act like it's somebody else's fault. I think the first point you made might be, might be the reason why no one watches a product, and that's because it's three-on-three basketball. Like it's a different basketball. It's a less exciting brand of basketball. You know, I 
going out down to Laguna and watching the the half court three on three is cool because you're in the sun and and you get to I don't know uh, watch something different. But I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it on TV. I was just about to say I think I rather watch my friends play three on three. You know what's funny about that? I was watching pickleball um, Friday. Friday we did the show. And I texted my, I have some buddies that they want to buy a pickleball team. And I was like, I got to tell you, it's just like watching lacrosse on TV. Lacrosse is a great game. You cannot watch it on TV. It is complete. I can't find the ball. I got nothing. And pickleball is super fun to play. It's taking over tennis clubs all over the United States. But there's a good portion of pickleball where you have four people lined up like within a couple of feet of the net. And they're hitting this tiny ball with these paddles so it's not going hard because it's a game about touch. That just doesn't translate to television. So it's like, well, why isn't pickleball? Because it's boring to watch on TV. Period. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Two and one to Freeman. Fly ball, right center, racing on back. Tucker, he can't get it. Arriving at second base, Freddie Freeman, career hit 2,000. And all together fitting and proper, it is with a double. Two doubles today. He leads the league in two base hits with now 27 and a standing ovation for Freddie Freeman. Hit number 2,000. He tips his cap to the fans receiving a standing ovation. Charlie Steiner on the call. Freddie Freeman hit an RBI double for his 2,000th career hit and 4-2 um, loss. Excuse me. Um, to uh, The Astros beat the Dodgers 6-5 to in the game. Our progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together. So you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get to the press. The press. Here we are. Let's go right into it because I don't know what's happening with Damian Lillard. I'm so excited, maybe is the word. Listen, I don't want him to leave Portland. You know, it'll be like the end of an era. We don't know what's happening. What we do know is that he and his agent are meeting with the Trailblazers today to discuss the direction of the franchise. Multiple reports out there are saying he has a very big interest in joining the Miami Heat. What do you make of all of this, Doug? Is it the end of an era? I guess. I mean... (laughs) Why are you really this? T- are you really I this am. T- you know, because it's so hard to find a player like a Kobe Bryant, like a Dirk Nowitzki, who stay with one team the whole time. And I know I, people say it's not like a destination players want to go to. I'm like, what's wrong with Portland? I don't get what's wrong with Portland. <laughs> Why do we even want to go there? Portland's an incredible place, right. especially the burbs to live in. I, I, um, and I do think there's something to. Hey man, I'm I'm good where I am. I'm going to own this one. There's 30 cities in the NBA, 30 teams in the NBA. I own one of them. Yeah. But we've created this narrative where unless you're winning in the playoffs, playing, it it doesn't validate your career. I hate that. So. Ugh. He's like he's probably, he's got to be like a god there. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like a hero. Don't go anywhere. But yes, the emphasis that we have put on championships has definitely taken a toll in the NBA. Agreed. Yeah, I don't like it. No me gusta. All right, let's talk about college hoops because it was reported not too long ago that Kentucky has landed a commitment from West Virginia transfer Trey Mitchell, somebody that they clearly wanted the minute he went into the transfer portal. They brought him to campus for a visit, so it's official. Good move. So that, that all happened because so Bob Huggins right. had to resign. Yes. They hired his assistant coach, right. to be the, um, and they had a team made up of transfers. And Trey Mitchell, Kirk Carissa, who's from uh, Arizona, decided he wanted out. Uh, Trey Mitchell, but he he came back when the uh, assistant was named the head coach. Uh, Trey Mitchell did not. Mm. So 
Um, but I think if you look, if you're West Virginia, you've already gotten a bunch of other guys, players through the portal. I think the last thing you can do is complain about Kentucky. And Kentucky's got this loaded roster with all young kids. Mm. Mitchell's the first guy who's, you know, old enough to even have a beer can really give them a chance to compete late in the season. All right. I don't know much about this guy. What would you describe his play like? Trey Mitchell? Yeah. Uh, he's a good player. He's a super long athletic wing. He's played a lot of college basketball. Okay. All right. Give me an idea. Give me an idea. All right. Let's move on to the NFL a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you heard this story, but Rob Gronkowski's former teammate, Jake Beckett, he was a former defensive end for the Patriots. He was on primetime with Alex Stein, and he says some stuff, Doug, about the tight end, that he would get wasted on the eve of football games, staying out till 3, 4 in the morning. His friends would apparently drop him off wasted at the Patriots facility, and that he would just stumble into one of the rooms and crash. In fact, one of the quotes was, this is one of the quotes, they would go over there. They wouldn't wake him up. They would roll up one of his sleeves and, you know, stick an IV in his arm. After a couple of hours, he would just wake up like Frankenstein, revived, and go out there and just kick ass. That was the quote. Well, I mean, I, I, there have been several people that come out and said that's not true. Right, exactly. But even if it is true, I don't actually care. Right. Right. This is, it's like Gary Payton was famous for, you know, put down his last beer, go to shoot around, sleep all day, get up, kick everybody's ass at night. Yeah. It's you just know? like, but, but a while. You I, know was a, I was a milk and cookies guy. I need milk and cookies, <laughs> bedtime, you know, be in bed by 10 in order to compete. For sure. Some people can stay out all night. Some people cannot. You just got to know who you are. For sure. I'm just like, why? Like, there's so many other ways to have told this story instead of using, like a lot of, the, I was like, okay, you're giving details that don't, that don't need to be said. Julian Edelman is one of the ones who already said this is not true. He tweeted, story is BS. Everyone wants to paint Gronk as a party animal when in reality he was one of the most dedicated teammates I had. And then safety Patrick Chung retweeted Julian's tweet and said, exactly, people just want their time of fame, willing to do anything to get it. And that's kind of, I'm like, why? Why did you say all this? Um, well, either it's a true story and he thought everybody else would find it interesting or maybe he makes some money off it as it gets people to listen to the podcast. I don't know. Yeah, not a good enough reason. Jake Beckett. Not a good. I've literally never reason. heard of Jake Beckett before. I neither. Does, does, <laughs> but me not hearing from him, just I mean, like, look, tight ends. It's like true blocking tight ends. No one's ever knows their name. Yeah, I, I literally was like, I don't know who this guy is trying to get a little attention, a little attention. You know who doesn't need more attention, but is getting it right now? Who? Antonio Brown. Uh, he was on Tyreek Hill's podcast, and he said a lot of stuff. He blamed the Bucks, Tom Brady, for his shirtless exit in 2021 during the third quarter against the Jets. He said he was injured. He told the team he wanted to take the last two weeks off of the regular season to be ready for playoffs and the Super Bowl, but head coach Bruce Arians told them that they weren't taking time off. He said that Tom Brady tricked him into playing injured by calling him and telling him that he would be throwing him the ball a lot. During the segment, he said Brady was not throwing him the ball enough throughout the season. He said Brady called him a narcissist. He also took a dig at Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, saying he doesn't even read his MRIs, yet worked on his body anyway, and even though he had a torn ligament. Like, he really needs to be singing Taylor Swift's song, I'm the problem, it's me. Because it is. Well, I, like, look, I, the part of the Alex Guerrero thing, though, that part people gloss over. Which is, really, right. Which is that, you know, Tom's pushing Alex Guerrero, who a lot of people like. Mm -hmm. and But 
there are guys that they think because I train with Alex, like now I'm closer with Tom. And for Tom, it's just a business relationship. Right. So it, it there's an interesting element to that part of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And to make uh, matters worse for him, we know he's made terrible decisions since he left the NFL. That arena team, the Albany Empire that he like took over, drove into the ground just a few short months after uh, he got ownership. Apparently, they are preparing a class action lawsuit against him because of how he handled everything as the owner. So it's just, just stupid decisions. Left and right. Left and right. He does not strike me as a magnum cum laude. <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. All right. Let's talk about the 49ers. Pro Football Talk has a couple of stories out. And the NFL Network that uh, Mr. Brock Purdy, he's getting better. He is rehabbing really well. He's headed to Jacksonville. He's going to throw work with an orthopedic specialist. But George Kittle actually spoke to NBC Sports Bay Area. And he said that quarterback Trey Lance has taken steps forward since OTAs. He said it's been really nice because they have connected on plays that they used to not be able to connect. All the things they had struggled with before, apparently he's better. Is there a chance that we see Trey Lance week one, Doug? There's a chance. There's I just, a chance. I don't, I'm not buying it. You're not buying I mean, it. No, because I think Sam Donald's a better quarterback. Okay. I think we'll more more like to see. But it's like, what are they going to? What are they going to do? They got to talk him down. He stinks. <laughs> nah, he's terrible. <laughs> Oh, I guess I just, so. So he's just so Kittle's just being a nice guy. He's like, yeah, my quarterback well, be- right now is good. Well, he's better. I mean, better. better yeah. Yeah. yeah, better. Yeah. Better doesn't mean great. Fair. Where okay. Were you before? Yeah. If he was a, on a scale of one to ten, if he was a two, then better could be a three. All right. Well, when you put it that way, that's Twice the press. Good would be a four. <laughs> if she's a two at ten. She'll be a ten at two. Um. Okay. Well, we have the In the Bonus podcast. We're going to start to dig in tomorrow on this. I don't understand why people think they can make money on things that no one's made money on the past. So you got the All Ball podcast. It's a bit, oh, oh, the. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.